Hello and welcome to episode 227 of Laps Gamer Radio. I'm your host Mark Hamer and joining me tonight for this special episode is Mark Chazzy Ray and Andy Piddy. How are you doing gentlemen? Very well, thank you. Very well. <laughs> Good. Glad you're with me on this auspicious night because yes. it's another special episode where we're inducting another game into the LGR Hall of Fame. Uh, last imagine, time out, yeah, it's like Hollywood where you got like like searchlights going <laughs> backwards and forwards. That's it. When someone gets to put it's their the handprints old... in the concrete That's outside it. man's Chinese theatre, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, slightly less auspicious <laughs> and prestigious. Blue cover. Um, yeah, we're um, we're inducting another game into the Hall of Fame. Uh, last time out, uh, we inducted Half Life Two. Uh, and today we're inducting uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, a mm. 2009 action-adventure game uh, from Rocksteady and uh, Warner Brothers. Um, so a little bit of background on uh, on Batman. Let's start off with, like I said, it was a 2009 game de- developed by Rocksteady, who I only discovered today. Today I learned. I was today years old when I learned. Okay. Um, R.A. British studio. I thought they were Canadian for some reason. No, they were British. I thought they were... I, I, for some reason, I thought they were Canadian, like, um, in the same sort of vicinity as um, uh, WB... Who Who's the studio that made the bad one, the one that people don't like? Oh, blimey. I remember. Which one? Which Batman game? Yeah. Oh, Montreal. Yeah. That's it. I, yeah, Montreal. <laughs> I, I thought, Montreal. Yeah, so I thought I, I thought like Rocksteady that. were another um, Canadian studio, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I, so I only just found out today that they're uh, based in London. Um, it's, I said I didn't realize this game was uh, published by Idos Interactive as well. I thought it was straight up just Warner Brothers. Uh, I don't really pay attention to the splash screens that pop up to say who's the publisher when a game loads up. Skip, skip, skip. skip I played skip, skip, quite skip, a lot of this recently. Exactly. Um... Mm. um Based on the DC Comics superhero Batman and written by led uh, by veteran Batman writer Paul Dini, Arkham Asylum was inspired by the long-running comic book mythos. Uh, and uh, well, we'll go through the main um, storyline, but basically, it involves um, the Joker being. It's it starts in uh, part or like after an event that happens that you don't see, where Batman has captured the Joker and takes him into Arkham Asylum, and then. All shit breaks loose yeah, because that's his. Cool. That was his plan after all. Yeah. Um, that, that intro cutscene, I remember at the time being yeah. like the absolute nuts. Like you just. Watch it, it is, it, yeah. It's just insane, um, so perfectly. Yeah, it reminds you of um, the first Batman. Well, not the first Batman, but the eight, Batman eighty nine. You know, yeah. in the Batmobile, you know, with the leaves blowing, and he's about to enter. He takes Kim Basinger up. Into a back here, but this one's like he's taking a joke up to Arkham. We've got the same. I th- he takes Kim Basinger up the what? Up into the back cave. He takes Kim Basinger <laughs> up the back cave. Into the back cave. <laughs> Pity. Oh my word! I don't know if you if you, if you, if you call it the back cave. <laughs> I'm not I'm saying no. No. So what's what I find interesting about this is like Rocksteady, right? Like before this game they were not really anything they they released one game 
on the PlayStation 2, and it wasn't like... It, Urban know, Chaos Riot Response. This is it, right? I mean, how can how can you not remember Urban Chaos Riot Response? <laughs> the, the most... On the I remember it. I it. Ever, ever yeah, of course, of course, Andy. Of course you remember it, Andy. Like, you've played every 5 out of 10 yeah. video game <laughs> on the PlayStation 2. Game ever made. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Somebody has to keep keep putting that flag flying. <laughs> but it's just just odd that like this, this like games with superheroes before this were licensed tie-ins that were just sort of farted out by studios to make a quick buck, and then this basically bunch of guys from Rocksteady come along and then made and then just decided to make a Batman game based on the comics and all the other Batman sort of media um, that was surrounding. It's just mm. really interesting that, like, no one really had high hopes for this game when it first came out. And then yeah. suddenly, like, you heard through the media that it was kind of, no, this is this is a real one. This is decent. Like, you better keep your eye on this one. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, they're just so this is... like nothing to, like, everything. But this is also kind of insane insane to me. It's like, so development begins in 2007. Hmm. And at that point, Rocksteady Studios is a 40-person team. Now, they took on more staff during the development of this. But the studio only ballooned to like 60 people, a a total of 60 people to make this game. Now, this is only a few years before. And I I remember this. This this is always going to stick in my head. Hmm. And I remember watching the credits rolling. Uh, when I read about how the development team for Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which only came out 2013, oh, it was wow. one of those cross-gen games. So yeah. only only like four years later. Um, and that game had a thousand people on, on, in the, on the development team because it was made across like four studios. Um, and this, so and, and I mean, like 60 people is a lot of people. But for a AAA game studio, that is not—that is nothing, really. Um, and I know, like studios, like over the years, like the further you go back in video games history, the smaller and smaller and smaller teams were. Even on like the biggest AAA, uh, as much as they existed back then, games were. Um, but still, it's it's kind of mad. Um, and it's also at the end of the game only took them twenty-one months to make. As well, so less than two years for forty to sixty people to turn mm. out this game is uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, apparently, the game design was inspired by uh, the Batman pen works of Neil Adams and Frank Miller, um, mm. and Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum: A Serious House on a Serious Earth, which I've read, and I don't, <laughs> I don't see a huge <laughs> amount of that in this. Uh, I do get there a feel is that some it's a lot more atmosphere than like, a lot of the stuff they took for the, the the comics was more atmosphere and kind of just. Like, well, I think there's more like it's it's uh, the stuff that comes from that is more like the Easter egg stuff, right? Um, the documents you find, the interviews, uh, and the some of the like the 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 yeah, the, hist- the history of Arkham Asylum that you can find in collectibles and Easter mm. eggs and stuff like that. It doesn't. The main story doesn't really draw that much from um, the Arkham Asylum graphic novel. Um, but uh, there you go. Um, it's 
I think it's notable to point out like this is the first Batman video game for quite a while, as far as I'm yeah. aware, as that I can think of. Um, um, there was Batman Begins on the PS2. Yeah. Really? Okay. That's quite a good one. Um, yeah, but like. Um, the, but the, so this, I guess it was the, five. Probably in the first one that hadn't the first one in a long time. I guess there hadn't been a movie tie-in because yeah. I, like, I remember there may be movie tie-ins back as far as like the snares and the Omega, yeah, the, uh, uh, and before Omega then, the, yeah, the selling pack. But this was like no no movie tie-in at all. Um, obviously, Batman mm. was popular again because the Christopher Nolan um, films, mm. but this was like not a tie-in uh, with those at all. No. Were a um, couple of tie-ins to the animated series on the PS2 and the GameCube. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair. There were a couple of um, a couple of was a co-op game and there's another one. Um, I think it was at least two that were on the PS2. I don't know anything about that, those uh, then, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So I can't speak to those, but um, yeah, it was nice to see that they didn't try and. Because like you'd expect like Warner Brothers making uh, publishing a Batman game, they want to cash in as much as they can on the um the the uh, popularity of of the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman films. That you would have expected them to get, you know, Christian Bale to voice Batman mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But no, they were like, no, lean fully into animated series, get Kevin Conroy to, to voice Batman, uh, get Mark Hamill to voice um, yeah. uh, the Joker and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, Arlene Sorkin as well, playing the, the, doing the voice of Harley Quinn, yeah. uh, also from the animated series. So it's like, if you were a fan of the animated series, then it was like a really easy way to get into this game as well. Um, yeah. I mean, Paul Dini was a main yeah, writer pulls, of Vladimir's series as well. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. just pulls his influences from all over, like, sort of, sort of the Batman universe, really, doesn't it? It doesn't just, yeah, you know, like you say, there's bits of, eight, uh, bits of like, sort of Keaton Batman, there's bits of the comics, like you say, there's bits of the animated. Um, but obviously, uh, it's, it's darker than <clears throat> the animated series <clears throat> ever was, because this is not, like, for kids game, but, um, you know, yeah, um, had some touchstones there. Um released so yeah uh development begins in, t- in 2007 finding it's released uh worldwide for playstation 3 and xbox 360 in august 2019 and then a month later comes out on windows um and yeah i mean it got that's <laughs> it got critical acclaim understandably because mm. it's an incredible game yeah. uh, particularly for its narrative and combat upon release many reviewers called it the greatest comic book game of all time which um it's still absolutely in the top five i'd say yeah um, yeah. Won several awards, including Best Action Adventure Game, Best Game, and Game of the Year from various media outlets, and it held the Guinness World Record for most critically acclaimed superhero game ever. <laughs> uh, it has been cited as one of the greatest video games ever made. Uh, the game received several re-releases, including a Game of the Year edition in March 2010, a Mac OS X version in November 2011, mm-hmm. and a remastered version for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in October 2016. Uh, and of course, as we all know now, Ar- Arkham Asylum's success launched the Batman Arkham series comprising video game sequels and spin-offs, yep. comic books, merchandise, and movies, mm. uh, beginning October 2011 with its direct sequel, Arkham City, going incredible. all the way up to the um, present day with Gotham Knights, I guess, which was a yeah. piece of shit, from what I heard. <laughs> yeah. 
It got um, steadily worse after after uh, City. Sort of. Um, a little bit more yeah. wobbly, yeah. After City, I think it's sort of like I'd say. Yeah. Well, we'll come on to it, but I, uh, yeah. Well, we'll come on to it. Come on to it yeah. <laughs> How this series went after this. <laughs> um, so I suppose like we'll just run through what happens. Um, just the skeleton of the story because there's there's quite a for an for an action adventure game there is mm. quite a lot of narrative in here. Um, so the game opens with Batman escorting the Joker in the Batmobile to, to Arkham Asylum uh, after catching him at Gotham City Hall, uh, and then after the opening cutscene, you sort of he's in a, he's in a sort of a Hannibal Lecter style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, upright gurney being led down a corridor while you follow him, and it's like one of those like Walk and talk really, really um, incredible like mood setting opening sequences, um, like you know, like a previous entry into the Aljaha Hall of Fame Half Life Two, um, where it like really sets the mood. Um, also establishes a lot of the characters really quickly as well, like the main yep. characters. Like you've got your um, uh, what's his name, the the guy who runs it. Hugo, strange. Um, strange. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so I, was, I was thinking. My brain was going, Doctor Strange. Don't say Doctor Strange. <laughs> don't say Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. But Hugo Strange. So you've got him who's running it. You've got um, Batman there. You've got the Joker there. You know, um, Commissioner Gordon. Then, you pass this the bit Gordon where you have to yeah. stop as the lift comes up and Killer Croc comes past. This is it. You get like an in, the yeah. early introduction to someone. You know, it's just like set. It's just all scene setting and character establishment, but it's all in this kind of I don't know, one one and a half minute section. It's just yeah. mm. such a brilliant piece of design. Yeah. Mm. Um. So he's taken through to the intensive treatment center, uh, but quickly, um, with the help of Harley Quinn, manages to um, escape and break uh, break free of his garden and escape the cell and um, release all of the cells allowing all the Blackgate convicts to flood out and attack Batman, yeah. um, which is your sort of combat tutorial. Is this where he establishes that he's pulled the, uh, he's been getting people to get caught and sent to Arkham so he can build a bigger army in, in there. That's kind of where um, he's that in the, in the, in the lift. I thought, but I can't remember. Um, it's it's in this first section where yeah. you find that one of the um, prison guards was like working for him. Yeah, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, Frank Bowles, that was it. Frank That's Bowles it. was 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 the guy that had, and he um like in this section captures Gordon as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the, the uh, I suppose because this is the first place where you um encounter the the combat of mm. of uh, um of the batman series and what would become the combat for the entire warner brothers video game <laughs> every video games that one of the rest put out ever since then it's like um really kind of simple combat you press x to attack and you press y to counter incoming attacks and enemies that are about to attack you have a little symbol above their head so you can press y or triangle um to counter and then X or square to attack. Uh, and you've got like a dodge and like a stun button. Yeah. Uh, but it's mainly those two buttons, which are the core of the, of the combat. And um, on paper sounds really, really boring, uh, but it's 
I mean, it's so good that it's been copied so many times. Um, so much heft to it. Yeah. And also yeah. the way that Batman kind of, there's a slight bit of homing on his movement to the next player. So if you're, yeah. um, you direct your stick, you know, you block someone, hit someone, and then you have to skip across the other room. He kind of homes to them. So you'll never, mm. you never feel like you're ever going to break a chain because you're always trying to like chain combos yep. to get more points to get more X- XP. Yeah. So it, it's always trying to make you feel like a badass at every moment in a fight, you know. Yeah, and yes. it I love that. and it sort of eases you into it. So first few areas, you're only going to fight enemies who have got just bare fists, uh, and then later on, you'll start fighting enemies who've got bare fists, and they'll like pepper in a couple of enemies who've got like a stun baton, and you can't attack them from the front. You have to like jump over them and attack them from behind. And then a little bit later after that, they'll introduce characters who have uh, knives and you can't stun them at all. I can't attack them dead on you. Have, like, you, uh, you, have to, you have to stun them with your cape yeah. and then attack them. Yeah. Um, so it's like it, as the game progresses, the combat sort of keeps you on your toes and you'll find enemies who have um, it's the guns, uh, in this guns game later on. Absolutely oh. devastating. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You, you can't last more than a few seconds. So that forces you into stealth and yeah you know and then a completely different way of combat and that's what's kind of fun about this game it's not just a brawler you know you do have to mix up your your um, your mm. attacks and your roots and stuff yeah. to yeah. take out the enemy which I, this is probably what's between this and the kind of metroidvania aspects of like backtracking mm-hmm. is the real um, highlight of this game i think yeah um as you're progressing through the intensive treatment center, uh, you find that a bunch of uh, a guard's been taken hostage by Victor Zaz, yeah. uh, and he will kill the guard if he sees Batman. And this is a neat little way of introducing the sort of stealth mechanics of like moving through vents, um, you know, finding height, getting behind your enemy, jumping coming down behind them, and and jumping on gargoyles and like pacifying them. Um. And yeah, after, after um, I get dealing with Zaz, then you get the message from Harley Quinn, um, who's taken um, Quincy Sharp, the warden, hostage. That's it, Sharp. Um, well, Quinn is convinced Batman is trapped in pace and pacification. Batman escapes back to the processing corridor, uh, moving into the decontamination area where several Arkham personnel and inmates were trapped in a room filling with Joker toxin. This um, is my favorite little, little um, thing about this game. Is that um, if you pirated the game on the PC, I believe, um, mm-hmm. they made it impossible for you to traverse the gas in this room. Oh, um, really? Always dro- you always dropped down into the gas and died. And um, what ended up happening was that people would then go on f- the forums at Warner-, Warner Brothers and say, oh, I'm playing this game and I can't get past this section because I keep dying, blah, blah, blah. And then basically what they would do is they would just take the list of the names off the forums and they'd have their names and addresses and then they'd just do it, get them done for piracy. And it's one of the classic like um, anti-piracy like tricks. Uh, that, it's a scumbag move. Yeah. That's a, I know, I kind of, yeah, I know, anti-piracy, don't be a pirate game, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 but also fuck Warner Brothers. Um, that's yeah. a scumbag No, that was move, Rocksteady. That very funny. That wasn't a Warner Brothers edict. That was a, that was a really? Rocksteady Okay, like fair enough. It, into, like, like it would have been an EDOS, would it? Asset. Yeah. EDOS mm. held the bat license for this and then hired 
Rocksteady to do it, so it'd be Nidos. Yeah. Well, yeah, whoever, yeah, whichever one it was, but yeah, it was basically like that was their uh, that was their thing to kind of get around the piracy and prove that you you'd nicked it. So yeah, fun mm. fact. Um, so yeah, after a few more interactions, you get in uh, uh, notified by the uh, Joker that the that Frank Bowles has corrupt member of the security team has taken Gordon. Um, and uh, if Batman is caught following him, then Gordon will die. Uh, so this is where we're introduced to the the scanner, the cowl scanner, and like scanning for a particular um detective you know, clues vision. or something like that the yeah. detective vision basically yeah and then like scanning and finding the alcohol trail left by balls bourbon and then following it um and this is something that i don't remember any previous batman game doing no. correct me if i'm wrong um or i've got to say wasn't in has hasn't really been in any batman film either up until the latest one the batman <laughs> That is showing the fact that Batman is the world's greatest detective, TM. Um, He never does any fucking detective work in the movies until the latest one where he actually does, and it's good. 89, 89, he has to solve the Joker's toxin, doesn't he? Yeah, but again, he's not not just detective. That's just solving a puzzle. Back computer and goes, oh, he's going to be here, you know? So, uh... Yeah, and in the Nolan ones, he just uses technology to solve things. Yeah. He doesn't ever, he's not out there being like a, you know, like a, a gumshoe. Yeah. Um, like he's like, honestly, if you haven't seen it, the latest Batman film is really fucking yeah, good. It's, yeah. it's long, but yeah. it's it's good. The Telltale games do um, a bit of um, detective sort of thing. They do, yes. Um, that's but that's the sort of thing that. You... From this, right? Yeah, yeah, and, it, yeah. But it's, and it's also, oh, and the Batman VR, obviously, mm. um, Arkham VR, but like, that that fits perfectly into a Telltale game because you can't really do action um, <laughs> so much in a Telltale game. So you're gonna kind of godly and into move that. The, but, move, um, move the camera around. <laughs> <That's about laughs> really yeah, but they really lean into it in this. Like the Batman is yes, he's a he's a bruiser and um, stalks his prey and so on and so forth. But he is also the world's greatest detective. TM. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, using the scanner in his cow, Batman follows the alcoholic vapor trail left by Balls' bourbon through the transfer loop. Um, what happens next? There's a bunch of fights. There's, <laughs> like, I know, there's like a mini boss fight in a room where you get introduced to these kind of sort of boss monsters that you have to kind of, again, Gears of War style, dodge out of the way. They hit their head on the wall and you can punch them. I think that's... Is that... That those yeah, I think is that true. where they first come across one of those? Like the venom. I thought that was later. It's one. It's just one in a room. Right. Okay. There's yeah. a pair. Um, yeah. So you fight these guys. Yeah. So it's like it's the Joker toxin, which is a we find out later is a modified version of Bane's venom. Uh, and you fight these guys a lot. Sometimes it fucking sucks. Uh, and they'll like run it. They're like a big mutated henchmen and they'll run at you and like you throw a batarang at their face and then dive out of the way and as they're blinded they'll run into a wall and then as they're stunned you can attack them rinse and repeat until they're knocked out yeah Um, that's in the right order but um yes i think you see what get a mini one here and then kind of and then i think you move into the the morgue 
where you're looking for Commissioner Gordon. And yes. you notice a Commissioner Gordon on the floor. Yeah. So the morgue um, is one of the first times that they properly let you loose with the... Um, one of my favorite thing about this game, which is like, you're in a big open room. There's a bunch of enemies to take to, to take out. Uh, and there's like um, crawl spaces you can use. You can go underneath the floor and you can swing around the room from on gargoyles and you take the enemies out one by one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you start to take them out, the ones that are left start to panic um, and become more disorientated more and more like, twitchy uh, mm. and looking over their shoulder all the time and um like I've, i i really as a fan of stealth games i hadn't played um a game with stealth mechanics quite like this before where you're like you're you know stalking your prey and basically it's yeah. part metal gear in a sense but you've got freedom of movement that you don't have in the metal like metal gear one yes. yeah that just makes it incredible because you can be on the ground taking someone out and then yeah. shoot your little grappling hook, and away you go, and, ba- and they can't find you again, and that's when you get that panic, and you, mm. know, you start seeing people, uh, yeah, yeah. You really start to, yeah, run around and look for you, and you can guide them to places you want them to be. Yeah. And the yeah. voices yeah. started putting terror in. Uh, well, the, this is it. Yeah, yeah, the heartbeat starts raising, and you can when you're in detective mode, and it tells you who's in terror and all that. What what this, it this position is. How you like because you can start upgrading your character at this point, yeah. Um, with with your XP, and if you get the, I think you can get quite early the where you you tie someone up and hang them from a gargoyle. Inverted turtle. So yes, you can use that as like yeah. bait to drag people across the room and away from yeah. where you mm-hmm. want to be and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just yeah, there's fascinating ways you can build your character to kind of really help you in these stealth sections. The yeah, yeah the, up, the upgrade system's fairly limited, <clears throat> but there's enough scope for you to like build into a particular mm. style of play early on, whether you want to like just fully max out on your health and just be, go around beating the shit out of everything, mm. or whether you want to lean into like the gadgets or the stealth side of it. There's enough scope there, um, even if there is only like a couple of dozen upgrades that you get throughout the whole game. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the great things about that, these rooms as well, is the Joker. So the Joker, if you take one of them down and they don't notice, the Joker will say, uh, you've lost one of the boys. Yeah, he's narrating, he's watching it. He's yeah. narrating, yeah. he's watching it. Well, he's yeah. watching and like, fucking teasing. Yeah. 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 yeah he's a brick. Yeah. Um, also about these rooms, it's about, there's about three, four levels on it. It's not just as if you're up in the gargoyles and there's one level. This is it. You always, you always find like ground floor, upper floor, and yeah. gargoyles essentially in the in the roof. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which is uh, yeah, you, you can use to your advantage, like you say. They're looking for you on the ground floor, but you're on the upper floor and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's wonderful. Mm. Just like swoop down on someone, like glide kick down from someone yeah. from on, on high, and sort of you know kick someone in the back, take them, and then take them out. They use your. Uh, I think if you hit both. I think it's like square and Y or, or something like that. You can do a do a quick takedown and then shoot yeah. off again. Yeah. Once you're, um, uh, you can do that in fights. Like yeah. once you get up to like times ten or something like that in your combo, yeah. uh, then you can do like instant takedowns, which is which makes the the the, the brawls uh, go by a lot quicker. Mm. Um, 
So anyway, you, you continue um, tracking Bowles and then find his dead body tied to a chair. Um, obviously, you've been double-crossed by the Joker. Um, so the trail goes cold. Um, at the same time, you also... This is when the Riddler intercepts Batman's uh, transmission systems yeah. um, and starts phoning him constantly, tasking <laughs> him with riddles and just being genuinely quite annoying. Um, but as you leave the intensive treatment area, you find that the Batmobile is being attacked by Harley Quinn's henchmen. Um, so you uh, make your way up to the, the Batmobile and beat the shit out of the guards and get another area of uh, another um, uh, uh, piece of equipment from the Batmobile. Um, this ties into the whole Metroidvania aspect of this game in that, like, there's not that many areas in the game, uh, really. It's not not the hugest game, especially in comparison with the games that would come after mm. it. Um, but um, you kind of have to keep tr- tracking back and going back to places because you get more equipment, which means that you were going to unlock paths that were previously locked to you same as you would mm. in a metroidvania sort of game um and i can't remember what, what equipment it is you get from the what is it what is it you get from the batmobile oh uh, it's um is it a reinforced grapple or something it's the but... exploding um gel is it this really gel is it a gel um, you get it you get it out of okay. the back of the car and then you have to explode something near it to open a path right okay uh... yeah um, you get a lot of uh, equipment that that sort of way throughout the game. Um, but after you've uh freed the Batmobile and got all the bits and pieces you want off it, then you find a the trail of of uh Gordon's pipe tobacco. Yeah. Um, Gordon's actually you you work out that Gordon's basically left his pipe. He's left a trail. It, yeah. It's a, the pipe that we yeah. will never leave. <laughs> you know, never leave anywhere. It's obviously a yeah. You know, it's obviously a trail. Yeah. Oh, we got ahead of ourselves, actually. Sorry, and yeah. um, so this this is where we come to the morgue because it's That's the medical it. facility yeah, the next is, place uh, that we yeah. come to. Um, and then there's a yeah, there's a uh, the toxic gases and was is filling up the room, and you have to like solve a slight puzzle using the batarangs to to like turn the fans on to um, yeah. suck the the gas out of the room and whatnot, um, and then. When you come to the lower level of the medical facilities, when you have your first encounter with um, in open gameplay with uh, Scarecrow, yeah, um, and it's the first one of those like it's... incredible Scarecrow sequences where Batman first starts to hallucinate about yeah. so surprise, surprise, his dead Gordon. parents. Yeah, well, then, yeah. Uh, this is the one where you see Commissioner Gordon on the floor. And you, right. you found you think you found him, but if you look at Batman's eyes, his eyes are glowing red. So that's the yeah. first indication of where, oh, I think he's been, you know, he, he's taken some of the gas in. And then I think are we are we going into the the kind of twist level now? I'm guessing. If you're happy for me to yeah. kind of like spoil that, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, what you do is you go in, you end up in a in a morgue. And looking through body bags to see what's going on, and in the body bags are your parents, 
and then everything starts going a bit wibbly and then the back wall disappears and there's this whole other level to go into and it's quite fr i mean it's incredibly frightening and then um yeah you go into what is no you go into the first scarecrow level which are probably the high one of the highest highlights in in these games mm. as far as i'm concerned oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. It's one like, of the best you're not expecting it you don't like all the way through you've been it's you've been playing a third person action game and then suddenly you get into this it's almost like a platformer yeah, yeah. it is yeah. yeah i don't know how you guys would describe it really uh, it is. It, it basically becomes a side-scrolling section, side-scrolling like three D platformer, quasi three D platformer stealth section where you're yeah. just avoiding his gaze. Yeah, so scarecrow is a around. giant in the middle of this this level, standing mm. with the level sort of going around it in a, in a in a kind of cylindrical way, and he is the central pillar that you are going around. But he yeah. has these like beaming eyes that are the um uh, like searchlights. So you're always trying to avoid that and then use the environment and the platforms to kind of avoid his gaze. Yeah. Looking for you. But he's been, I mean, it's incredibly menacing. He's got these like big, sharp sort of Freddy Krueger like injectors on each finger and stuff. And yes, he's got the, the Hessian mask with the face drawn on it. And it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. But yeah, it's great, great section where you're just climbing up and up and up and you need to get to a searchlight to basically burn him with the light and that that somehow brings you out of whatever this hallucination is but it's just such a wonderful section so well played and just so menacing that, yeah. um, and it comes out of nowhere and it's yeah it's just brilliant i love it absolutely love it yep um so after fighting off scarecrow's hallucinations uh batman finds and subdues harley quinn uh before rescuing gordon and the joker then directs batman to the captured bane uh, who has been experimented on by Asylum Dr. Penelope Young. Uh, the Joker frees Bane and Batman fights and defeats him by ramming him into the ocean with the Batmobile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this one's quite interesting. Is you have a whole boss, internal boss fight in a, in a building. Um, you manage to, cut, like like with the previous bosses, make him walk into a wall, yeah. hit him a yeah. few times, blah, blah, blah. You manage to sort of break, I don't know if you break out or you're smashed through a wall. And you manage yeah. to get outside. Think and you, you think, break well, that's out. that. Yeah. And then, yeah, this is it. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, you think it's all over and then he sort of reappears again and you're back into a fight. But in the cutscene, yeah. like you say, he summons the Batmobile and it hits him, just hits Bane square in the chest and sends him into the bay. Knocks him into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Man. It's like pretty brutal. Yep. Don't tell me that Batman doesn't kill people. He clearly does. Yeah, well, he doesn't, <laughs> yes, I swear. Yeah. Um,. So after that, uh, he goes. Batman goes to a secret Batcave installation. He's got a he's got a <laughs> secret mini Batcave underneath Arkham Island. It's franchised, franchised it out. Yeah, yeah has, I always yeah. felt this was just a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I know, but it's a Batman game, and it's got to have a Batcave <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in here. So, um, but I think that's where you get another piece of your equipment. Is um, uh, uh, it's from the kind of which which bit you get there whether it's like the is it the um is it the the one like, that the fires out the rope in like yeah. two directions the horizontal, horizontal, horizontal yeah. thing yeah. That, yeah 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 
Um, essentially, you can move you, rather than a grappling hook that will take you vertically. This is a grappling hook that will take you horizontally. Yeah. It's like a flow of yeah. fox, isn't it? Yeah, like get across gaps. Um, so while he's in the Batcave, uh, Batman learns that the Joker returned to the asylum to gain access to Young, who had been developing Titan, a more powerful version of the Venom drug that gives Bane his strength. Uh, intending it to use it to help patients survive more strenuous therapies, uh, Young learned that the Joker had been secretly funding her research. <laughs> Excuse me. Young learned that the Joker had been secretly funding her research to create an army of superhuman henchmen. Her refusal to hand over the formula precipitated Joker's return to the asylum. While searching for Young, Batman destroys her Titan formula, then rescues her from Victor Zaz. Uh, a bomb kills Young and the Joker obtains the completed batches of Titan. Yeah, so you get a bit of a Robocop scene with Zaz where he's holding a knife yeah. to her throat and you've got to kind of batarang him in the head. Yeah, I like that you describe it as a Robocop moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's quite interesting. Uh, um, is, is this where the cell... We go down into the cells and you see all the different... Um, Locked up uh, villains. That yeah. that was Is it? <sighs> I can't remember. That's what I've got next on my list. But I'll see what comes out of your notes. Um, I can't remember to be honest. Because I've got it as uh, uh, Saz holds Doctor hostage, and then the next thing mm -hmm. I've got is uh, the cells are fun. Clayface is in there changing character and yeah. poison ivy. Uh, you get the introduction to Poison. Oh well, yeah, you do get the introduction to. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, um, the penitentiary. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Batman chases, chases Harley through the building. He finds uh, Sharp in the control room, frees him, and takes Sharp's security codes, enabling him to disable the electric barriers blocking his way with the, the cryptographic sequencer. This is another cool piece of equipment. Uh, at the same time, Harley releases Poison Ivy, whose cell Batman had passed earlier while she pleads for his help from captivity. Uh, to make matters worse, the Joker frees the rest of the crazed Arkham inmates. Uh, Batman follows Harley to a large room with an electrified floor. Jeez, uh, yeah, I remember that, that fight yeah. was annoying. Um, uh, the Joker, furious at her failure, crosses her off his party list for some kind of celebration he's holding <laughs> later that night. Uh, Harley tries to attack Batman herself, but is subdued in seconds and locked into a cell. Uh, though a slip of the tongue from Harley, Batman learns that the Joker has a secret Titan productions facility inside the Botanical Gardens. Yeah. Been busy, um, the old Joker. This is it. I just love he the has, fact that yeah. always like, you know, uh, Killer Croc. Oh, we'll introduce him at the start and then we'll have a little, say, you know, a little bit with him. You know, we'll just introduce um, Poison Ivy here and then we'll go to her botanical gardens mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah like, yeah there's always this foreshadowing all the way through it it's lovely yeah um so as batman leaves the botanical gardens uh oh, hang on now i've gone ahead too far ahead there um uh, so yeah now in possession of the knowledge that joker plans to build an army of titan fueled mutants uh, effectively an enormous group of banes uh they're not as good as bane they're not as big as bane no um Batman heads over to the gardens and reaches the hidden laboratory. After battling two of the Joker's henchmen, drugged with the now complete Titan serum. Oh yeah, so when the first time we have to fight two of them at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was fun. Uh, actually, it's not too bad that one. Um, I'll talk about it because it might not come. Up. I, I might. We might skip past this. There's a couple of times where you have to fight 
a couple of the big yeah, Titan mini bosses, fueled yeah. mini bosses, and a number of smaller dudes in a very tight space where the camera is not your friend. No. And those sections, um, I kind of, I kind of forgive it a little bit because the game is getting on a bit now mm. in video game years uh it years? fucking sucks it sucks those sections really suck yeah. uh there's a couple of moments in his playthrough where i was just like i am not having fun in this particular <laughs> section they're short short moments don't really take away from that game as a whole but you know they were annoying yeah. um but is it is it these where you can is it this where we allow you to jump off the back of these titans and use the titans as like blooming Battery rooms. Momentarily for a short yeah. while, but you can't really do a huge amount with them and you know. But anyway, I'm 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 not gonna start whining. Uh so after battling two of the junk surgeons, yeah. Um since the Titan uh yeah, he destroys the facility and begins to search uh for uh antidote to Titan. Since Titan is produced by genetically engineered plants, uh Batman believes poison ivy could help him find a cure. Ivy refuses to help Batman. Uh, until she, until he threatens to make every plant on Arkham suffer until she cooperates. She informs that the only way to create an antidote, a antidote, an antidote, <laughs> is to use some rare spores, which can only be found in the sewers directly inside the lair of Killer Croc. Um, so we go to Killer Croc's lair, uh, and this is one of my favourite bits of the game. Mm. Is you are. Traversing through the sewers underneath, um, underneath uh, the, the facility yeah. to yeah. get some spores from some plants, making your way on a ra- like a raft of um, of like pallets and things like that that are just floating in the sewers, all the while being stalked by Killer Croc. Yeah, it's very yeah. sort of nemesis from Resident Evil. This this section, isn't it? Yes. You know, yeah. there's a big bad coming for you and you just don't know where it's going to be, which corner. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not that hard to deal with. It's like when he comes up, he'll like come up out of the floor and start running at you. You throw a batarang at his face and he falls on the floor. That's it. It's his uh, collar. Falls back into the water or whatever. Yeah. Um, and occasionally like he'll like start swimming underneath and you have to run um, for a section. Like it, yeah. it's none of the times where he pops up is it, are you particularly in danger it's not it's not that hard but it's just a really fun kind of tense gameplay sequence yeah. um that's like speak. here's a way of because they couldn't like how do you how would you how would you even make a fight where you fight killer croc he's fucking huge like it wouldn't work no. um so this is a really fun way of having a boss fight where you don't really fight him um i think Sorry. Well, is it the right at the very end? You sort of lure him over a weak section of floor and like blow some explosive gel to make him fall through uh, into the river below. Um, right at the end of that sequence is like how you finally defeat him. But it's like defeating him by being clever rather than trying to go toe to toe with him. Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts because you put the gel at the start, don't you? So you put the gel at the start, yeah. you, it won't let you explode it. Uh, no. So, and then you went, oh, why? And then but it helped mm. you, when, you, when, you, when you comes chasing you through the tunnel at the end, you, it lets you explode it. So, yeah, it's one of my favourite bits. Just 
Yeah. I think it's just showing the um, intelligence of Batman. They do it in little ways. It's nothing. It's not really. Like the amount of subtleties in this yeah. game that they use that uh, actually make a big impact. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's oh, we forgot to cool. mention that before the fight with Scarecrow, uh, before the fight, sorry, with, with Killer Croc, Scarecrow mm. is there dangling his toxics over the river in the pipeline, threatening to drop them in if Batman comes closer. And then Killer Croc jumps out of the water and grabs him. Yeah. And they're pretty sure he's going to eat him. Yeah. Um, until you like hit a shot collar with a batarang to like throw Scarecrow into the water. Um, probably should have let him eat him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so where do we get to? Um, Hobbits. Killer Croc puts oh, into the river. Killer Croc. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention, of course, that the Joker has it has uh he has injected Ivy with Titan, enhancing her powers. So now there are giant mutant plants rampaging across Arkham Island. <laughs> um <laughs> this is where it goes very comic booky. Yeah. Uh, mean, so yeah. you return uh you go to the back go back after you've you've beaten Killer Croc, you go back to the Batcave. You can synthesize one dose of the antidote uh, before Ivy's plants break into the cave and destroy the equipment. Um, so Batman returns back to the botanical gardens uh, and you have a boss fight against Ivy. And I'm going to say, this is the other point that I thought sucked. This is not a... Cr- I, I didn't enjoy this as a boss Ugh. fight. It's a tough because one. The platform. So, so basically, um, Ivy is inside a big plant, um, and she's firing spores at you, and she's also making roots like appear in the ground. And if the yeah. roots appear, if you're standing on the roots, then you get grabbed and take damage. You get hit by a spore, you get take damage, and she's dropping also dropping enemies on the onto you that you have to fight. And all that stuff is fine. All the while, you're throwing batarang batarangs up at the the bit that she's in to try and like yeah, do damage to her. Point. That's all fine, but the platform that you get to stand on, the area in which you can actually run around is too small. Yeah. Um, there's not enough room to fight and dodge and attack all at the same time. Mm. Um, and I found it a little bit frustrating and I died a couple of times before I managed to beat her. Yeah, um, I mean, I died a few times. But I'll tell you what's one of the benefits of this game, like if I sometimes you don't find in other games, there are checkpoints in the boss battle. Yeah. So if you get past a certain bit, like if you knock off the first level of Ivy's health, some of the boss battles have checkpoints. Well, Killer Croc does, and Ivy Joker, does. Joker doesn't. Doesn't it? No, it does. Nope. Nope. No. I got all the way to the third the third <laughs> bit. And he had like a third of his health left. Yeah. Got killed. Uh, Took me back to the cutscene before the fight. Uh but yeah, I don't kill a croc and Ivy does. Yeah, yeah they, those two do, yeah, yeah. But I know that, like, I was only really, like, it's weird to think about this considering, like, how many boss fights there are in some of the later games. Mm. There's only three, three in this game. That's it. Yeah. And one of them's not really a boss fight. It's a sort of a quick time Time's event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but talking about deaths in this game, I mean, how, how cool is it that when you die you get these kind of, like, monologues from... The uh, yeah, that's standing great. over you and like lording it over you. 
and they're all oh i love those yeah i love them uh, it depends on who you uh, lose in the fight to, because it's, yeah. it's either it's either Joker or it's Scarecrow or it's Killer Croc, yeah, or whoever. Charles, um, Croc is something like that, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, they're all like they're just really cool. Yeah. Um, um and also just um just to rewind ever so slightly, um, have we missed mm-hmm. out the bit about the Red Ring? Because no, I've got that just before. Well, yeah. Can you take us through that bit because that stuff doesn't happen on the PC, right? Okay, oh no, it does because I, I've oh maybe it does it? No, maybe it doesn't. Maybe you're right. So on the Xbox version, um, when you were talking about the, the scarecrow and stuff, um, what will happen is that suddenly every like again you've been infected with a toxin without knowing it and your. <laughs> Your, your your Xbox will literally start. Um, best way I can say is like artifacting on the screen, and the the screen starts tearing and stuff. Right. And, you know, sort of these filters over the top of it, and then suddenly your oh pe- yeah, I saw that stuff. Yeah, and then what yeah. happens is, is if you're on the Xbox, the Xbox actually red rings. So it actually, you know, like when your <laughs> Xbox is actually broken. So yeah. what it'll do is it'll go to black, and then your Xbox will start flashing red on the on the actual front uh, like, see like that's mad because like just splashing up some like artifacting and stuff on the screen that's something that's done in the game but having yeah. like access to the this like the actual system the hardware system well, is something that like only yeah. like sony would only allow hideo kojima to do that um yeah and i don't yeah. think i don't think another xbox game does this? Yeah. Um, I've played it on the Although PS3. I, I never played. Did they? they yeah, brought they did. out PS3. Metal Gear Solid. They brought yeah. out Metal Gear Solid 3 on Xbox, right? As yeah. part of the HD collection. And do you remember in Metal Gear Solid 3 when you fight the end? If you get captured um, and you, f- like you save in the. Um, there's the whole like nightmare sequence when, when you're in the prison. And like the game would like reboot. It would like I, can't, I like it did it on PlayStation, and I don't know if it the HD version did it on like the later consoles or not. Mm. Anyway, that's a completely different game, yeah. um, completely different <laughs> discussion. Um, yeah, I, I I I don't I don't know of any a uh, game uh, on 360 that was allowed to fuck around with the actual hardware like yeah. that. Exactly. Well, it does cool. It does do it on the PS3. I remember when I played it on PS3. It does do it on the PS4 version as well. It sort of goes. Yeah, but it doesn't like. It's not making the actual console. The lights on the console yeah. leads you to believe that something is broken. No, but it does go to its um, glitch screen. You know, it was an error. So on the PS4, when I play it, it, right. does, it does go to the error screen. Well, it goes up to the blue screen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, the PC version doesn't do anything like that. I kind of wish it did, like, like, uh, yeah, like, brought up, like, the blue screen of death or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't get any of that on the Steam version, which is a shame, which is how I've been playing it again. Um, I originally played it on 360. But, um, because then what it does, which I love, after it does all that, it then replays the intro to make it look like yes. it's restarted. Restarted. Yes. 
and then but then the intro is reversed with the joker driving the car and batman being tied up <laughs> yeah i remember that sequence yeah. yeah yeah that stuff's cool um yeah fuck it it's, yeah it's like it does some really fucking clever stuff this game yeah. um anyway after you beat ivy um then uh the joker's got a party he's throwing a party for you um which is very exciting so you go back to i can't remember what building it is um the visitor center and there's like yeah. a bunch of blackgate prisoners wearing party hats and there's like confetti and stuff uh and they there's like there's like they're leading you into the visitor center and then you go inside and there's yeah. a like a like the the corridor is lined with with bad guys like directing you in um i can't remember what i did the first time i played this uh i got i did this section last night playing on the pc and i beat all of them up <laughs> and there was a <laughs> there was an esteem achievement for doing that <laughs> um i don't know if that was the same back in the day but uh it was like a party achievement if you didn't I think there was yeah. one if you did and one if you didn't or something. Or oh, something. shit. Oh, yeah. man, I have to go back and do that. Yeah, again. I I remember, but there's one way if you don't touch them, because they all clap you in, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Fair. Um, so inside the uh, center, Batman is uh, weakened when the Joker detonates a bomb on the other side of a thin glass window. And it's like a like a mannequin of the Joker. Well, we think it's a mannequin of the Joker with the TV on its head, but it turns out it is the Joker. <laughs> um and like he sets off a bomb yeah. and um uh you waken to find Joker sitting on a throne of mannequins with Scarface sitting on his knee. Um the Joker sends some of his men along with two Titan fueled policemen uh, to attack Batman and when they fail he reveals Gordon tied up to some rope. Uh, Joker whips out a gun filled with Titan darts and takes a shot at Gordon, but Batman dives in the way and begins to mutate. When Batman resists the change, Joker declares that he is ruining his party, declaring he has nothing to live for, shoots himself through the lower jaw with a Titan gun. Mm. Um, and this bit's kind of a... I, like, uh, I don't remember... I, I didn't remember how this went, and so when I got to this bit last night, yeah. and I was like, he shoots himself with the dark gun cut uh you're on the roof yeah this i was is like it. what happened yeah because it just it cuts forward like 10 minutes or so it's almost like he drags him into an arena to yeah basically yeah. test the test that the formula works sort of thing yeah but it's like he shoots himself with the titan gun smash cut to he's already mutated yeah and you're on the roof and there's he's waiting for uh, the helicopters about yeah. and then you and it's a strange another strange like um uh boss fight where you don't actually fight the joker you're fighting a bunch of um bunch of like uh henchmen yeah and then joker turns mutated joker turns around to like taunt the helicopters and then you use like the powerful grappling hook thing to pull him down onto the ground mm. and then punch him a few times while his claws are stuck in the floor yeah. rinse and repeat a few times and then use some explosive gel on his knuckles yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and yeah, you launch the Joker 
backwards and knock him unconscious. What I would uh, say is this is not fucking the, kill him already. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like this isn't the. It's the only point in the game where I felt a little bit underwhelmed. Everything up to it's this not... point had been incredible, and it was just like, oh, this is this is the end, is it? Yeah. It didn't. I like. I can understand why there's a boss fight at the end, yeah. right? Why there has to be a boss fight, mm. um, and this is the only way to make the Joker a physical, yeah, physical force, um, right? force to go toe to toe with with Batman because he's he's not uh, that sort of character. He can't. No. In a straight up brawl with the Batman, he'll lose every single time. The best Batman stories to have like a showdown with um with uh with the Joker, it's more to do with the Joker trying to drag Batman down to his level. Yeah. Like 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 killing joke, for example. Um and it's something they kind of explore a little bit more with the later games. Um using the joker as more of a psychological force rather than mm. a boss to fight um so yeah it, it, it's a little bit meh yeah. as a final set piece considering yeah. some of like the some of the excellent things we've had mm. so far like yes. some people like the poison ivy fight if you do fine i didn't really enjoy it like the the killer croc stuff the um Scarecrow stuff Scarecrow are all so much better. Yeah. So much yeah. better than this. But like I say, I think this is really the only low point in, in, in the game, if, I, if I'm entirely honest. like yeah. It built up so much goodwill through all of the Metroidvania sections, all of the kind of exploring back and forth, all the, the combat, you yeah. know what you say, all the funny, fun boss fights, the glitches, the interesting stuff they've done with that. It like... It all culminated in this like wonderful experience, and this rather than having that little cherry on the top, it's just kind of just not quite there. And that's the um, only. It's literally the, my only criticism of this entire game is that it, it it is that boss fight. If that if they just literally went to a cutscene for twenty minutes at the end, I'd have been much happier than that boss fight. Yeah, yeah. And that's it, you know, but it doesn't stop it from going into the Hall of Fame for me because everything else before that is just. You know, A1, 10 out Yeah, 10. it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, I, I really do sort complain of too much. feel, though, when you, when I was thinking about this the other day, I was thinking about the Batman stories. Batman films don't tend to end well, even in storybooks, the comics, <laughs> they're not the best endings. It's, it's, they do sort of end up with a bit of a punch up with Batman, and it's not even that, that exciting. Like you said, it's it is more about the journey with Batman. Aside than... from something like a Killing Joke, yeah, it's like the ending is incredibly ambiguous, and you're not sure. Yeah, or like the um... exactly what's happened, and what's the film that but... takes the bomb out to see in a helicopter? Yeah, but, yeah. but what I think what I'm saying is essentially like it, it is, does normally end up with some sort of fist fight with Batman, rather yeah. than yeah. you know, than some some spectacular ending. You know, it does end up with Batman having to beat up the Joker at some point. Um, bring him in. Bring him in. You know, so yeah. it's I know, like... I know. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's just the the rest of the game is like at a ten. Yeah. Through yeah. pretty much most of it, this is just a little bit. I don't know. Also, like 
the mutated version of Joker just looks a bit silly. He just wants to punch. Let's be yeah. honest. I'd prefer kind of. I can imagine why that's why probably why they made him look like that because you know yeah. the punch is creepy, but you know. Mm, yeah. I'd prefer to fight the Joker as normal, and then Joker pulling out some like big hammers and guns and his flowers, and you know, almost him trying to. St- yeah, I mean that's what he does in. Um, where if, if you play as Joker in. Um... Oh shit! Lego game. The D- the DC fighting game. Oh, right. oh, Injustice. Justice, yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, no. Um. Can. Anyway, after you, after you beat uh, Joker uh, outside the visitor center, Gordon tells Batman the effects of Titan are starting to wear off the Joker and his men. They're being taken back to their cells. Uh, the medical facility is being used as a makeshift hospital for the injured Arkham staff. At that moment, Batman is informed that Two-Face is raiding a bank in Gotham and flies away into the night in the Batwing. After the credits roll, a crate-marked Titan is seen floating through the sea outside Arkham and a randomised appearance of either Bane, Scarecrow or Killer Croc grabs the crate oh. as all three villains are still at large. Yeah. Um, now, it's got- been almost as long since I played this first time as it has been since I played Arkham City. Yeah. I don't remember Titan being a thing in Arkham City at all. I don't. I don't think it was. I think it was. It was. It was a setup in case they needed it. I think. Yeah. And then they just didn't use. You it. know, like um, like the Incredibles finishes on Mole Man, whatever it was, and then they had to cursory kind of like gloss <laughs> over that pretty quickly in, in Incredibles too, because it was like, yeah, no, it's actually yeah. quite a rubbish idea, and we don't want to use it. So yeah, I think it's one of those. They had, they've got it um, if they want it, but um, they don't necessarily have to use it. Just having a look here. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's it's no, it's a, yeah, it's nothing to do with um, the Titan stuff in yeah. the setup for for Arkham City. Um. Anyway, that's the plot. Well, actually, it's Pat Two Face. Uh, I'm just looking it up. Two Face Gang do bring it in. Reading about it. Do they? Okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't remember. Anyway, that's another game. Maybe for another another time. I, but um, that's the plot of uh, Arkham Asylum. Um, as we talked about earlier it was quite an influential game mm. it was it was a game that's heavily influenced by a lot of things particularly games like metroid in terms of the the structure um yeah, we didn't talk of a lot the game. about the environment and stuff but like traversing those environments and how like you say atmospheric and dark and creepy mm. and grotty they looked yeah mm-hmm. the art style in this is still holds up really well yeah yeah it is amazing definitely yeah I think the depth um, of the um, environment as well. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's so much going on. This joke is constantly... It's constant packed into voice. a small space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there'd be little tunnels that you go down that you can wander around. You find little Riddler trophies. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember completing the Riddler, all 240 Riddler ones on the cool. PS3. Um, I didn't do it this time. I only got about hundred just as as I went through the game. But you know, the, 
there's loads of little things that you have to do, like matching up the bat single bat symbol with the Riddler question mark. So little things like that, and then there's the little what they're called, the little tapes that you discover, you know, that give you a bit more about the history, what's going on. The interview tapes, interview yeah. tapes. I yeah. Think, and then there's you can scan. There's, there's the interview tapes with the inmates, but then there's also like the like uh, recorded audio diary of uh, the warden. Yes. As well. Uh, which has got like the bit more of the history of Arkham Asylum, which is where the where it ties in a little bit more with the graphic novel. Yeah, just loads of little things like that. It was just like, and even you know when you first punch out a grate, Batman just punches it out; it drops down. However, if there's areas where you're punching out the grate and there's henchmen walking around, it does it in such a silent way. You know, you won't just punch yeah. it out. It's like you tap your X and you'll just pop it out. So mm. it won't make any noise. It's just little subtleties like that with all the environment and stuff. I just I'd Yeah, just I mean go. I don't know how you I don't know how you silently rip a bolt out of concrete. <laughs> but um that Batman can. to do it. Yeah. yeah but anyway, it. those are the uh the game was obviously very influential. No more, not least of all, on on every other studio that was making games for Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of uh, their fighting games. Um, so the Batman combat is in, you know, the other Batman games, of course, but also in Shadow of of Mordor mm-hmm. and Shadow of War and in Mad Max. Um, it's all the same combat system basically because it works really, really well. Um, that combat system also showed up a few years later, mm. and I've got to say, done a lot better. Yeah, uh, I felt yeah, feels a lot smoother. Sleeping Dogs, yeah, mate. Um, because the character just feels more lithe and there's more. I mean, it's it's a it's a Hong Kong action film. There's gonna uh, action game. There's lots of yeah. kung fu in it, like, and that that combat system f- lends itself to that much. Sleeping dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and again, it feels much better when it's used when that the, pretty much the same system is used in Marvel Spider Man because yeah. Spider Man is a much more nimble character. That's it. You uh, just take all than, that heft away from the character. And then make it more yes. zippy, and it's just, make it more just, balletic. Just, yeah, balletic, and then suddenly, yeah. That, that yeah, that that combat system absolutely sings. Yeah. Um, and I was looking up uh, what games were influenced by uh, Arkham Asylum, uh, and <laughs> I don't understand this. Um, but apparently, Irrational were heavily influenced by Arkham Asylum when they were making Bioshock Infinite, according to Ken Levine. <sighs> In what way? I don't know. Oh, it's going to be something like the overhead tram system that you grapple onto. Um, Irrational, this is from uh, Eurogamer in 2011. Irrational Games is drawing influence from Rocksteady's superb action game Batman Arkham Asylum as it creates Bioshock Infinite. Um, Ken Levine says, We were very much inspired by watching games like Arkham Asylum. One of the things that's great about Arkham Asylum is that it's similarly structured to Bioshock in some ways, but also one of their great innovations is when you come back through an area, they establish an entirely different narrative. I think we're very much inspired by that. 
in Bioshock One, we just had we we just had respawning when you came back through an area. So I think when you uh, when we put you back through an area, we want to do it in a way that feels different and meaningful. Um, mm-hmm. I can kind of see what he means. Like you go I through certain areas in that game. There, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. also. I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't see it personally, but um. I, I kind of get what he means because like you go through certain areas in that game and then you'll go through later on and like you know I, the revolution has started and the area is very different but it's like okay um <laughs> i mean you could have learned a lot more from uh yeah. from arkham Asylum, and then maybe bioshock infinite would have been a better game <laughs> um yeah i can't think of anything else that was uh that's that stands out as being influenced by Arkham Asylum, mm. but I'm sure there was plenty of things. I'm, I'm sure there's like some like interesting little double A games in the stealth genre that I haven't played that were probably heavily influenced by it. But um, um, so we'll talk about our most memorable moments um, going through the game. Um, for me, and I think for both of uh, both of you guys as well, mm. one of the most memorable moments was. The, is the intro yeah. is that walk through um the, the 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 first few areas of arkham asylum escorting uh the joker as he's being taken to his cell yeah yeah um one of the most memorable intros into a video game that i can oh, think of the most yeah. close uh, to the the kind of mass effect intro for me for yeah you know 360 era introduction um, game absolutely yeah um Killer Croc Fright in the Scarecrow sections, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And again, like the first few of those like large, I've called them like the large like stalker rooms, the rooms where say, there's yeah, a bunch of enemies. For me, I was going to say where you first find bowls in the, you know, uh, where he's been killed and put on the gurney. That room, yeah. that, is, that is, if anyone says to me, stalker room in Batman, that's the room I picture in my head. That's the morgue, isn't it? I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, just before the morgue, I think it's that um, right, intense, yeah. intensive treatment or whatever it's called. Right. Yeah. 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 That one room, um, you've got the six gargoyles on the ceiling. You've got the kind of office room that's up high, and then you've got the yeah. you know, walkways, and then below that, you've got sort of a series of um, I don't know, like sort of industrial equipment on that lower mm-hmm. level. Yeah. That that is that first tutorial room, and that that's the one I always picture in my head. Like, yeah. yeah yeah between that and i think there's one in like a church as well yeah a church like, was a good. Ch- like a yeah like a church vaulted area and that's that's like a library i think it actually is yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of very church-esque yeah. but those it, those two are the two that i always picture in my head yeah great, i'm pretty sure there's one where the there's one where we destroy the gargoyles isn't it like if you rest on yeah. the gargoyles too long oh yeah they yeah, blow up they blow them, up yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're always finding little ways to make your traversal uh, a little bit more difficult. Like always trying to keep you off kilter. They do. It's like uh, in the outdoor sections when you're moving between the buildings, which are never particularly enjoyable sections for me, mm. uh, to be honest. But uh, they were just areas that I would like run through. But then all of a sudden they introduce, like uh, obviously someone finds a cache of sniper rifles. So then <laughs> the snipers and the towers in the open areas, and then suddenly getting from one building to another is far more of a it's a chain t- chaining taking out the snipers yeah. first yeah but like trying to move between them without getting spotted as well yeah. and it's like 
it, it's, it makes an, uh, stuff that was just like run-of-the-mill traversal. Settle. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, the best I mean, part about this game is they thought about yeah. it and they thought people are going to get stuck in, like settled into a rut and they're going to know their way around this. So yeah. after four hours, we're just going to put them on, you just keep them off their center of balance off and, um, you know, introduce sniper rifles or introduce shot collars or introduce, you know, like, like you say, bombs on gargoyles. Yeah. Never let that. Never let you settle and get get used to just, you know, going through the motions. Oh, that's it. It's like yeah. we introduce um, the inmates, the crazy inmates, don't we? To get wide open areas. That's it. And the, and they're there. And the then, yeah, and then they put the plants in that, and mm. still keeping the um, crazy inmates around. So it's just mm. it, you know, and you have to get rid of those sniper rifle things because they'll just kill you. And sometimes, like, you'll be you'll go into an area which is like would be just a run of a mill, grapple up to the top room, in like the sewers, and it's like, oh, you can't do that because the 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 masonry is too weak, <laughs> too crumbly. So then you have to traverse it the old-fashioned style, um, just <laughs> little ways to just keep changing things up and make the game keep the gameplay from from getting stale. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, why is this game in the Hall of Fame? Why is it so important? What do you like about it? Andy, do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah it's like, well, we sort of mentioned, you know, Intro Killer Croc, Stalker Rooms. I love the mention of Detective Vision. I think, like I said, the depth of it. I also like the passage of time. Do you notice when so the passage of time... Yeah, it gets tattered. Yeah, his his yeah. costume gets ripped, takes damage, you know. His a, face gets all fucked up. Face gets all fucked up. Um, yeah. So you you sort of do feel that passage of time, and then there's Ivy's mm. pants that come in. The you know, it, the asylum itself was very sterile at first, but then you can sense these villains are making it their own. You know, that was like hold, just trying to stem the tide. Um, the constant, you know, thing with Joker as well is he gets annoyed at Ivy trying to take his um, glory. Um, and I think just Hamill and Conroy were brilliant. I mean, I was reading that um, Mark Hamill did thousands and thousands of lines of, di- of dialogue, mm. you know? Um, yeah. So it, it brings you back to that, the animated series as well, the animated, that, that classic series. Mm. You know, and just for just little nods, the designs of the characters. So the design of a Joker isn't really based on the cartoon of the films. It's based on uh, Jim Aparo's artwork. It seems you know he's a bit, you know, he's a bit stringier, a bit taller. You know, his face is thinner. Um, just things like that. Like I said, the depth. And the little Easter eggs, you know, like we yeah. look at some of the Easter eggs. I was like looking, I mean, Ras Agul's in there as well. Ras Agul's in the body bag, and then <laughs> yeah, the body bag disappears when you go back in. Mm. Yeah, snaggy stuff like that. I, I love all that, but I mean, for me, like what makes this, you know, I, I think this is like a historically important game, and as much that it's that it proved that superhero, um video games could like you say have depth have a narrative be dark 
and mm. you know not and, and not be kind of rote levels it, you know they they could it could be a a slightly more artistic narrative and um mm. it, it it opened the doors for so many more games after that um you know this is like like call of duty 4 modern warfare went from to call of duty from being standard kind of quite linear levels to this like other thing that had this crazy multiplayer and it was just it became a bit of a phenomenon i think the batman games proved that third person action games you know were, were very saleable and if you put you combine those with a decent enough story and narrative that had a bit of depth to it like people would buy it in droves and i think um yeah it's a bit of a sea change moment i think for those types of games yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. um it's a lead it really game. yeah that's the other good thing about it is because it's what like you were saying earlier about like it's only got 60 people they obviously knew their limitations and knew they had to limit it to this smaller setting and what i like about that is that like they're able to pack it more densely with interesting stuff and like they then just took that on when they went yeah. on to the sequel and like into city and kind of still kept that depth and still kept that um like like claustrophobia about the the spaces still even though the area was like four times as big so yeah like it's just interesting to see what they could do with not so little but with a smaller space with more, less people so yeah. yeah i think they did an incredible job of making that environment feel huge even though it really wasn't yeah yeah um i think one of the legacies with of, of the game is that showing that you could you could have a uh a licensed you know mm. you know excellent action adventure video game of a licensed ip from another medium uh without it being a cheap video game tie-in yeah uh you know movie tie-in video game which had been the norm up until that point and they had almost universally sucked um i can't remember when they stopped making them but it just feels feels like all of a sudden they just nobody was making movie uh tie-in video games because they all fucking sucked um and i don't know whether it was because this game came out and it was like oh just fucking stop it because (laughs) there's no point (laughs) they're not Um, selling no one's buying them yeah exactly but without this then obviously we don't get the rest of the arkham uh games but but you won't get uh, shadow of mordor you don't get mad max i'd argue that you probably don't get um the marvel spider-man games either yeah um without the success of this franchise been influenced by it as well well assassin's creed absolutely was influenced by it in terms of the combat yeah for sure um and some of the elements of stealth but that series has sort of moved further and further away from stealth as it's gone along um but yeah i mean it it it, that it showed that you can make that you can make a good like franchise tie-in video game but it doesn't have to hew closely to the uh the movie or tv show whatever it doesn't have to use the same voice actors or anything like that um it can tell its own sort of thing Mm. and be either not attached to them uh, or sort of like tangentially uh, in some you way. You can crib from very different sources and pull it all together. And as long as it's got the right, the right tone, I think you can, you can get away with it. And I think this game proves that. 
to any yeah. other game as well is like you don't like you say you don't have to stick rigidly to you know what the just the killing joke or just you know 90s batman you can draw from the, a whole bunch draw of from stuff them all yeah. and make and make a new thing like remix it and make it yeah its own better thing yeah yeah um i would have liked a uh, no i never played arkham origins um mm. andy i presume you have i have i like it i, uh, I, I do I'm, like it I yeah but you like shit i don't like shit um, i don't like shit but <laughs> it, i don't i'm not saying it's as good as solid as arkham city but it's not as bad as people make out it's a seven out of ten i think i think is that does that because i know never played it i heard it was rubbish i didn't bother is it telling a you know batman in his early years sort of story yeah it's set before um, arkham asylum it's the early batman um because i would love like a batman year one sort of thing Mm. uh but Anyway, the, uh, Warner Brothers have run that franchise into the ground now because, you know, as we said uh, at the beginning of the show, the, the latest game, Gotham Knights, has come and gone without a trace, mm-hmm. and Got it's apparently weapon. absolutely dog shit. So, um, <laughs> I'll, I've picked up I my will game look forward to playing it. For yeah, already, tether, yeah. fucking stupid. Um, how does? Arkham Asylum hold up in 2023. Um, I'll say for me, I, I think it, yeah, it holds up fantastically with the, uh, the slight exception of um, the quality of like facial animations in some yeah. of the, of, of like the non main characters mm. in cutscenes, just like regular cops and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit full regular, isn't it? They look real dumb. <laughs> they can't, yeah. Yeah, their facial yeah, animations yeah. are real bad. Um, but apart from that, I mean, still looks pretty good. Yeah, the gameplay is really good. Yeah. The sound design is excellent. Um, if it the gameplay is tight, uh, it's still it does not feel like a game that is fourteen years old. The no. remaster is good. I mean, I played the first one on the PS4. That remaster is good. Yeah, it's a really good, solid remaster. Mm. Uh, I think the PC version, uh, the PC version of this fourteen-year-old game has uh, support for ultra-wide monitors, which is more than can be said for some brand new games. <laughs> uh, so you can play it in twenty-one by nine if you want, which yeah. is what I did. Um, did you know that you can get this in three D as well? Really? In well, you can play it in if on like three D TV. Oh, of course, because yeah, when yeah, this was back back then when when they were still trying to make three D TVs a thing. A thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can play this in three D. I've got the three D version of a PS3. I think it's, I think it's might be the Game of the Year edition. That's in three D, but yeah, yeah it's three um, D optional. You need a three D TV and three D glasses, and yeah. nobody's got those. And I don't think they make three yeah. D TVs anymore because that shit was whack. Um, but yeah, so were we agreed it holds up? Oh, yep. yeah, massively. Yeah, 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 massively. Excellent. Okay. Uh, well, the only real question we have left to ask then is Is Batman Arkham Asylum good for lapsed gamers? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, see, the good thing about this is you can play it in hour long chunks 
you know not like it's not episodic or anything but you can get no. to an area get to a checkpoint and kind of put the game down and come back there's nothing in this checkpoints are very frequent very frequent yeah and it's well like like you say it's just that it's that it's a great game for i'll have I'll, I'll do this section put it down walk away come back the next day sort of thing you can you know you don't have to sit there and do a big 10 hour chunk of it you know yeah. you're never gonna you're never gonna lose where you are in the plot no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Indeed. there's enough. The good thing is, there's enough of it to just keep coming back and back and back and back and get your money's worth. Like you say, mm-hmm. you can you can go and just search, just go and explore and look for trophies and stuff if you really want to. You know, if you don't want to get involved with the story too much at some point, you can't be bothered. You know, so many other things you can do. Yep. Yep. And get your money's worth out of it. So yeah, I'd yeah. say it was incredible. So, like, I think- um. If- Mechanically, it's very approachable. Mm. I I played it on like the middle difficulty, uh, and didn't have too much problem. I died a couple of times at a boss fight, a one boss fight, uh, and I'm not particularly good at video games. Uh, so I think like if you're someone that struggles with action video games, action adventure video games, then putting that shit down to easy, um, probably make a breeze. So, uh it'd be approachable from that aspect as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's not like the, it's not like the most, it's not like the perfect game for laps gamers, but, okay. uh, uh, but I, I think it's pretty, it's pretty approachable. It's not very I've, approachable. It does give you a lot yeah, of hints, doesn't it? if you've got it? time constraints, like I would say, if you wanted to play a Batman game, then absolutely pick this over Arkham Asylum or, or Arkham Knight because you do not want to play a gigantic sprawling open world game. This is like, yeah, like no, Andy no, says, yeah, it's yeah. lean, it's tight, it's. I mean, what is how long to beat? Say, I want to say twelve hours, twelve or twelve, 12 or 18, hours, something in that kind of. So uh, let's, let's play. Let's yeah, play twelve hours. Game. Yeah, twelve hours. Main and sides sixteen and a half. Completion is twenty five and a half. But like that's if you're going after absolutely yeah, everything. Uh, yeah, I did that. Nobody does that apart from Andy. Um, on PS3, <laughs> we had more time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Twelve hours is that's that's perfectly doable. You know, you can play an hour here and an hour there, and you'll have it finished in no time. Um, yeah. And it's dirt cheap these yeah. days. I mean, I picked up um, from Humble Bundle um, Arkham, the Game of the Year editions of all of the Arkham games and uh, Arkham VR, and all of the Lego Batman games, all of them together. Tenor, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, sure. I'm pretty sure the Arkham game goes up on sale in the Steam sales every time for like, it's either in the five, the un, under four pound or under seven pound. It's one of those. Like, yeah, I mean, just wait for the next Steam sale if you're on a PC sort of thing. Always dirt cheap. So yeah, hundred yeah, I mean, percent. Looking um, at it now, Return to Arkham the first two. That's about ten quid. Yeah. Um, Arkham yeah, Collection. Yeah. So all three of them. Nineteen pounds, so that's seven pounds a game. That is great value. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, but also, so I'm just gonna say, but it also helps you in the sense that it tells you if a button presses what you need to. Do. It never hides the button presses. Mm. Yes, you know, so if you're yeah. in the middle of combat, if you're a lapse game, if it's like struggling with your time, I mean, it tells you press your triangle, yep. press yep. square for glide, uh, glide kick or whatever, or inverted take down. Yeah, triangle. yeah, yeah. Mm. It's always giving those yep. hints, yeah, to help so you. You never have to remember the buttons. It's it'll, it'll help you along with that. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it's a very approachable, very friendly, uh, noob-friendly sort of game. Um, Definitely. Yeah. It wants you to experience it rather than struggle with it. Yeah, that's the thing. It does, because it has a story. It has a good story to tell. Um, And it doesn't want uh, the difficulty of the gameplay to get in the way of that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but you can you can make it a challenge for you as well uh, if you bump it up to the highest difficulty. I'm sure it's a good challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did um, what question? Did anyone play the challenge rooms or anything? I, I not I on I this one when I did I my think. Xbox run many many years many moons ago. Yeah, I think I did on. I remember Arkham. Yeah. Is it Arkham City where you could do the challenge rooms as Nightwing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I did those ones. I don't think I did them in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yeah there was a few. But I know what I know. The yeah, I know. I know the the sort of. Oh, hang on. No, were, were the challenge rooms in this like stealth rooms? <sighs> I swear, I, can't remember, I didn't play with PS4, PS3. I think there's some fighting ones. I think there's two forms. I think there's some fighting ones. I think there might be some stealth ones. Right. Yeah. Okay. To be honest, with these games that like I've played all three of the first, like, you know, the Arkham games. They all blend into one at some point. Yeah, 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 you're right. Well, anything else you want to say about the game? Any other thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I think it's a worthy entry. It is a worthy entry. It's going to slide into the LGR Hall of Fame alongside the golden crowbar it represents. And that's the golden cowl. I'm going to have to find something, some sort of Batman some trophy Batman image. something. Yeah. 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 AI, golden please, Riddler trophy or something. AI art, find me something. That's to it. Create <laughs> something for the thumbnail for this podcast that looks like a Batman related trophy. Um, yeah, absolutely a worthy um, oh, yeah. addition to the, uh, uh, to the LGR Hall of Fame. I don't mm. know what game we're going to do next. We haven't discussed it. I haven't really looked at the lists. Um, I'll guarantee it's a banger. It will be a, it'll be a banger. Yeah. I don't know what's in the, um, uh, uh, what's in the running. What's what, what possible games we can, yeah. uh, we can pick from. Um, so I'll have a look into that. Oh, hang on. Where's the, here's the document. What have we Open got? the scroll. Hall of Fame. What else has got a lot of votes? Oh, well, that could be a good one. <laughs> oh, he hasn't opened anything. He's just going. Ooh, no, no, no! I did. I just saw. Um, yeah, don't give it away. Fair. Don't give it away. Yeah, but look forward to, to the next one. Um, we'll try and get something. It'll take us a couple of months, probably, to get another game played. That's it. Uh, yeah, and talk about it. But um, yeah, keep uh, keep your eye out for uh, uh, for that. Uh, I think our next episode in a couple of weeks will just be a regular what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. And then maybe another Ballyhoo after that. Talk about another. Uh, we need to watch some fighting movies, don't we? Movie. Die of him. We do. We can yeah. Watch the. I've now watched the Mario movie, the new one. So if you ever want to um, talk about that, I'll wait until it. that is available on streaming on the. Yes, on legal streams. <laughs> um, before I watch it. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, it's that has been. That's it. Yeah, it's made enough. Um, yeah, that, that's been our induction of uh, Batman Arkham Asylum to the Laps Gamer Radio Hall of Fame. Uh, gentlemen, thanks very much for joining me. Thank uh, you. Through this trip through Arkham Asylum. Um, thanks very much, dear listener. 
uh, for listening to this episode. If you have any thoughts on um, Batman Arkham Asylum or any of the, the, the Arkham series games, then you can drop us a tweet over on Twitter at LapsGamer or you can drop us an email to LapsGamerRadio at gmail.com. Um, but until the next episode, I'll bid you a good evening. Draw. Bye. Bye.